The following program has been pre-recorded and is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage LLC. Member FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory Services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. I don't put companies here in New York anymore. Those states are uninvestable. The policy here is insane. The taxes are too high. Some pushback from our our elected officials in New York on that. It's going to take Kathy Hochul. Yeah. I'll debate them any time of the day you want. Uh, We would love to debate that. She's great at killing jobs. She kills jobs by the thousands. It's the Financial Guys Radio Program with local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza and Ron Reinstein in studio all day today. Ron, we're going to get to a lot today. The debate was this week, the borders in shambles, AOC. I'm going to tease this for the second hour. We'll keep the border in the second hour. The AOC clip from this week is just classic. Um, and, and it's actually, you know, what's going on down there is extremely sad. And I want to address some of those issues with children, with drugs, with overdoses, things of that nature. Um, what else do we have this week that was big news, Ron? Oh, there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's. You got Pudding Brain yep. crossing, you know, standing in solidarity with the UAW. Yes, correct. Who also wants to put them out of a job? Yes, yes. With his uh, electric vehicle push. Yes. But and, he cares. Joe, and, China Joe cares. And speaking of that, uh, the UAW push, AOC was on that one as well, um, telling, uh, she was on CNN, I believe, saying how she uh, drives a Tesla because she had mm-hmm. to buy one during COVID. Um, you just had to buy an $80,000 Tesla, no big deal. Um, <laughs> but let's, but let's, let's start. The world's going to end. I need an EV <laughs> yes. to keep me yes. safe from the Wuhan sniffles. Not the $30,000 EV. Let's get the $90,000 yes. one. Um, let's start with the, with the debate, though, Ron because I think mm-hmm. this is uh, it's always a great talking point for you and I. I. I am a Trump supporter. You're a DeSantis supporter. But the debate, let's start before we go into each candidate. Let's just talk about the debate process. Mm-hmm. I've talked a lot about this this week. It is a dumpster fire, the way they do these debates, yes. top to bottom. They do. And, and I think, you know, again, like you, you want to try to get your point across in a very short period of time. And then the other part, too, is where everyone starts to interrupt, interrupt, interrupt. And then... It, then the person's getting interrupted. Then they interrupt like 10 times as long. Just get to what, let them finish. Yeah. And then if you want to offer a rebuttal, wait till they're done. Here's the two biggest problems that I see. First off, to have three moderators is a joke. Yes. We, we could get one and be fine. One should, yeah, absolutely. Right. One would be totally sufficient to get everything done. And then number two, you have way too many people on that stage. If we're being mm-hmm. honest with ourselves for a second, let's even say that, that Trump was there, right? Yeah. Trump, DeSantis, Vivek, mm-hmm. and and maybe one other, right? Like That would be plenty. We don't need... Eight in the last one and seven in this one. Uh, you know, look, Doug Burgum actually, in my opinion, Ron had a pretty good night. Yeah, but he, nobody cares. I mean, he's no. not he's not going to win, right? You know, you have you have candidates like Ron DeSantis, who America does want to hear from, right? Mm-hmm. I, I may disagree or not love Ron, but let's hear let's hear what he has to say. He is, in my opinion, two or two B, two A or two B. If you look at Trump in the polls, you know, and Ron in most polls is higher than the other ones. Yes, but. but 
Vivek, I'm interested in hearing from. Nikki Haley, I'm interested in hearing from. Fine. But like, we don't need eight of them. It's just way too much, and we're not hearing who we want to hear but from. But you remember the 2016 cycle? They had two debates. Like for yep. you had like your A squad and your B squad because yep. Pataki was on the B squad a couple of times too. But again, like I maybe you change the criteria and how you yep. continue on. Is it fundraising? Whatever it may be. But we don't need six or seven people per time talking, interrupting, yammering, whatever. Get to the people that have a legitimate shot for the nomination. Not where Again, like it's the JV squad yep. of people that are going to be there. And I mean, again, like you look at the GOP, we haven't won a popular election since Reagan. I think we did one time. That's it. And I'm not look, and I know people are like, well, that's why we need to go to a popular vote. No, I'm not saying that at all. But they got to get the messaging across. And when you've got five, again, five to seven people per debate, how are you going to do it? And and let's let's look at this debate now as a whole. We're going to have Stefan yeah. Mahailu joining us from uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign, joining us in the next segment. But let's let's look at this tiering too when we look at it, Ron. So Bergam, as I said, mm-hmm. nobody really knows who the hell he is, and he doesn't have a chance. I actually think the guy said a lot of good things, but he just doesn't have a chance. He's like that Hermit Cain. Remember when yep. he was around? And like, yep. and people are like he's just a pizza owner. But but when you listen to him talk, I'm like, there was a lot of stuff that yep. really resonated. Yep. And not just from my perspective. Again, it's about your vote, Mike. It's about yep. my vote. Yep. But for the betterment of the country, and I'm just like, that all sounds good. But as we're saying, like when you're drowned it out by other people, it, it just doesn't go anywhere. And you look at I'm going to stay in the bottom tier, in my opinion. I know Chris Christie is polling well in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. The guy doesn't have a campaign platform. No. His whole platform is Trump, 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 Trump. And look, Ron, you're not a Trump guy, mm-hmm. but you don't want to hear that for two hours no. straight because it has nothing to do about us. But that, that's the Democrat page book, or right. you know, page from the playbook, excuse yep. me. it's Everything is the antithesis of what Trump did. That's what we're going to run on. And okay, great. But if you're the GOP... Instead of playing prevent defense, becoming, again, the Washington generals to the Globetrotters, come up with ideas, a message that is, again, not, as you said, with Christie. Well, it's, you know, Trump, Trump. I'm going to exile. I would exile him from the island. Cool story, bro. You you, you lost me. I, I mean, again, you look and I'm not a fan of a lot of stuff he did. But again, if you look at where things were prior to 2020, you got to again, you can't argue with some of the results that we all saw. Christie, on the other hand, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but, no, no, but Christie, on the other hand, OK, we're going to do the exact opposite of Trump. OK, like what? Like what we're doing right now? Yeah. It's not working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's where, you know, again, I, I think. Listen, if you want to be the anti-Trump candidate, be my guest. You can do that. You're going to have a hard time pulling votes, though, because the majority of the Republican Party, if they had three choices or two choices, are going to be Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. It's just mm-hmm. as simple as that. And and um, Christie is not going to pull. Let's just say DeSantis or uh, Trump is off the ticket, Ron. Mm-hmm. DeSantis isn't pulling half the Republican Party. Uh, Christie's not pulling half the Republican yeah. Party. Ron DeSantis is getting those votes. Like I hate to break it to you, Christie, mm-hmm. but you're not going to pick up any voters no. if Trump is off the ticket for some reason. No. It's just not happening. He he had his chance back in 2016 and slinked away. But, you know, again, like it's just 
Yeah. I mean, the, the pool of candidates could be so much better. Yep. It really could. It's a joke. And then you, you listen to people like Pence. You listen to people like Haley. You talk to them, and it's, again, like, let's keep supporting this grift in Ukraine. No. How about we yep. don't? Yep. Well, that's a non-starter on that yeah. debate stage. And before I go there, oh, I want to. I want to. I know we're jumping. I want to finish bottom tier for one second because this go is going to be our last one in bottom tier. Former Vice President Mike Pence is uh, what's frustrating to me. And, and look, at the end of the day, why I watch the debate, and people said, "Well, why would you watch that? You should just watch Trump's speech." In, in my world, but I, I, mm-hmm. I want to hear the other candidates. I do. I think it's important. When you listen to Mike Pence, he doesn't give a crap. I'll say it nicely. He doesn't give a crap about what American people want. He's pushing what's in his head. He mm-hmm. gets asked about Ukraine. He answers about the border. He he gets asked about inflation or or the interest rates, and he answers about Ukraine. Like he doesn't answer questions that are asked to him, and that yes. bothers me because when you're asking, when you're getting asked a question, answer the question. If you want to veer off because it, it you know dovetails into something else, fine by me. But stop just answering questions with always to you know. Thank you for the question. <laughs> I mean, like, like Mike, enough with the canned response. I don't care. Answer the question because I want to hear your actual thought. He doesn't have one. He doesn't have he one. He doesn't have one. And that and that's gonna cost again, it costs Americans. How about again? Groceries are continuously going up. Well, we need to support the Ukraine. No, we don't. Or they again, energy costs are up because of the war in the Ukraine. No, they're not. No, they're not. Just again, this is again where they erase the things. That work. You know, we talk about, I was reading something too. You go back to the end of World War II, half of the industrial output in this country, in this world was from our country. Yep. What is it now? It's nothing. Yep. They want to sit there, you know, again, like, I, I think I heard a little bit about this yesterday too, about, oh, this, this inevitable war with China. So let's let this one simmer for a minute. If we're thinking that's what's going to transpire, we're going to go to war with China, not to mention just how our military has been destroyed by this maniac in the White House and his communist minions. Don't you think, just for a minute, you're going to ramp up production of your own oil, coal, natural gas. You're going to make steel on top of steel that you're not dependent on your adversaries for it. And this is rhetorical, but are we doing that? The answer is absolutely, unequivocally, no. So it wasn't rhetorical. You answered it. Yeah, there that's true. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But that's what you would see. And everything is still outsourced. Again, folks, the labor numbers that they portray are garbage. And all the revisions that come in three months after the fact and all the jobs that are going away, and I'm not talking the auto industry, other big name businesses are letting people go. I don't want to see people struggle. That's not it. But when you're seeing people lose their jobs, and again, back to UAW, when you, again, the labor force there with this wet dream of, you know, everything needs to be electric, you're going to cut 40% of the staff, 40%. Should they go learn to code, Joe? I, I don't know. I mean, you tell me what, what's the, what's the appropriate response here? Aside from the fact that no one's buying these cars, period. Ford loses $60,000 on average per electric vehicle they sell. And they're trying to get out ahead of it, you know, being the domestic automaker for this. Well, you want a 30%, 40% pay increase. Uh, Where's the money coming from? 
the and, government? Oh, wait, the, which is the your tax dollars yes, yes. and mine. Yes. Wow, that's one great investment. J- just like the uh, the the grocery stores are going to put in Chicago now that are run by the government. Yeah, that'll work out very well. I, I do. We're going to go to a quick break here. We're going to uh, touch base with Stefan Mahailu on the other side of the break. But I, I do want to keep talking through this debate because I think it hits a lot of topics too. Ron, it's not just about the debate. Yes. It's the state of America. I want to go back to the Ukraine conversation because what they keep telling us is we must do this to to keep democracy alive and and we are the leader and we have to do this. And I want to touch on that. We'll do that after we uh, we speak with Stefan Mahailu on the other side of the break. Do not turn that dial, folks. We will be right back. You're listening to The Financial Guys. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back to Financial Guys Radio Show. Mike Sparazza, Ron Reinstein in studio. Folks, don't forget about our podcast throughout the weeks, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and our morning show, 815 to 830, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. All of that can be found on our brand new app. Go to your app store and download the Financial Guys media app. We have our podcast there. We have this radio show there. We have... Um, the, the morning show there, maybe down the road we'll do some blogs. I'm not sure about that, but we can we can look at that. I'm not a great writer, Ron. I don't know about you, but... I can hold my own, but that, it takes a lot to come up with some good stuff. I can tweet in about 160 characters, and that's the extent of what I can do. Um, but it is a great app. It's got all of our content if you want more financial guys during the week. Um, we are going to go... I spoke with Stefan Mahailu right after the debate this week, and we're going to show you a little bit of that interview. The rest of it can be found on the Financial Guys media app. It's, it's a special interview with the uh, Deputy Communications Director. That is Stefan Mahailu for Vivek Ramaswamy. All right, so Stefan, for the last couple minutes here, I'm going to put you on the clock on the debate stage right now. I got a timer here. I'm going to go through each issue because I want our listeners to hear you know, where Vivek truly stands on each issue. There's not other candidates here. It's one candidate we're going to talk about. So 30 seconds each. Does that work for you? Yeah. Do you have like a cattle prod that's going to shock me if I go longer? <laughs> I, I will just flash and then I'll do this. This will be the sound. <laughs> it's what the moderator should have done yesterday. Yes. In the, uh, yes. It's what the moderator should have done in the GOP debate. All right. Here we go. Number one. Uh, topic number one is going to be mental health and drug overdoses in our country. Uh, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. How does Vivek handle that and deal with that crisis in our country right now? Take on China. China declared war on the U.S. by providing the chemicals to cartels to make fentanyl and use the military to shut down and secure the border, bomb the cartels to stop the free flow of fentanyl coming into this country and killing people in every corner of America. You were early there. Wow, that's good. All right. Um, I didn't want to shock me with the cattle prop. You're already better than last night. Okay. So, Stefan, topic number two, very similar. The border crisis as a whole. You have many people coming over that shouldn't be here. You have 100,000 children missing. There's a lot going on right now. How do we address not just drugs, but how do we address the border, period? It's securing and closing the border. Vivek Ramaswamy is crystal clear that the first act of someone coming to America should not be breaking the law by being here when they're not supposed to, by breaking the law. He's going to send families back. He's going to keep families together, but when it comes to illegal immigration, sending them back to Mexico, sending them back home to their country of origin, and making sure we have merit-based immigration in America. Early again. Good job. All right. Real quick on that one before I go. This is just off topic. But did you hear AOC's line this week that the border crisis is is far less of an issue than it was with Ellis Island? Did you hear that whole thing? 
Did she say that from the Tesla that she's driving <laughs> yeah, that's, that's in direct right. opposition to that's buying right. an American and, and yeah. union-made car? Yeah. yeah, that's right. You can't make it up. All right, next. Um, crime, Stefan. Topic number three here. Crime. How do you address the rising crime in every city across America, whether it be people getting shot, whether it be people getting robbed, whether it be breaking into Apple stores and Targets and all these other things? How do you fix that problem? Funding police fully funding police and also to not just reforming but gutting the corrupt Department of Justice and FBI at the federal level. It's unfair that Black Lives Matter and rioters basically destroyed cities, attacked police and they get off with a slap on the wrist and probation and minimal jail time and yet peaceful protesters, January 6th protesters, are spending decades in prison. Vake is going to pardon peaceful January 6th protesters and invest in our law enforcement. Right on the money there. Right on the money. There you go. All right. Topic number four, um, inflation interest rates. I don't think this hit as much as I wanted it to during the debate this week. Inflation, we know already. We've talked about that ad nauseum. But interest rates, Stefan, are another thing. And I know that the president is not necessarily controlling interest rates like that. But it's a problem. To buy a house now is a much different thing than it was three years ago. And people are suffering for that. How do you fix that problem? Well, I think that it's getting the American economy going again. Unemployment needs to go down by one in America, and that's basically firing Joe Biden and sending him back to his basement. It's expanding GDP growth, which is what Vivek Ramaswamy wants to do, to get money out of the hands of politicians, out of the big bloated bureaucracy in Washington, and put that money in the hands of the American people. You grow the economy. You grow our way out of inflation. And that way, he's going to gut 75% of the federal government Keep and going. put money yep. in the hands of the American people. You know how the financial guys go. We don't stop at the buzzer. We just keep going. So don't feel bad about that. Um, uh, two more left, Stefan. Let's start with, I know this one's near and dear to your heart, with the Ukraine uh, conflict with Russia right now. A lot of people are saying a lot of different things. You know, again, Donald Trump was in office. This stuff didn't seem to happen. Joe Biden comes into office and Russia walks into Ukraine. How does Vivek solve that problem? Focusing on China. China is America's biggest threat right now. America is dependent on our biggest enemy for the shoes on our feet and the phones in our pocket. Vivek Ramaswamy says our biggest threat is China. Focus on them and have an America first policy when it comes to foreign policy. Every decision made around the globe with Vivek Ramaswamy is, does this put America first? It's as simple as that. I'm going to follow up on that, though. I'm going to go back to that for a second, though. How does that impact Ukraine and Russia, though, if we handle China first? Well, you have to deal with your biggest threat and your biggest enemy, and that is China, according to Vivek Ramaswamy. Why wouldn't you want to deal with your largest and most dangerous adversary first when it comes to the global stage and foreign policy? So Vivek is very consistent. Declare independence from China. And it might be tough for American businesses to crack down on them, but good. At the end of the day, that is what's best for the American people. Tough question here. Does Vivek keep the funding and the blank checks to Ukraine, in your opinion? He is very consistent on his position when it comes to that very specific topic. America first, spend the money protecting the United States border, for spending it on rejuvenating our economy, investing in America, and not foreign nations outside of the United States. He's very crystal clear on that. 
Thanks again to Vivek Ramaswamy's Deputy Communications Director, Stefan Mahailu, for joining us there. The rest of that interview can be found on the Financial Guys Media app or on financialguysmedia.com. Ron, we got to talk later, too. I almost forgot today when we were prepping here. The New York Trump tax case came out this week, and there was a, I'll call it a verdict, um, very interesting valuation of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, I, I would say so. I didn't realize that judges are useless attorney general. They're real yes. estate appraisers now, too. Yes. I'm, I'm glad that we've got such yes. multi-faceted yes. individuals in this state yes. that can do real estate appraisal while not enforcing Crime. This, or laws that prevent crime. This, by the way, is the same state that can't figure out how to balance a budget and is no. running at a $10 billion deficit. Just throwing that out there. Uh, and then also we had, we'll talk later again about... Uh, a little Joe Biden news. The same day that the Trump news came out, go figure, an hour later, Joe Biden is listed as a beneficiary, or his house was listed as a beneficiary and a wire transfer from China. Go figure. We will talk about that and more. That'll probably be in the second hour. We do have another guest coming up. Brian Janik from our office will be coming up in the next segment. And, Ron, we got to get back to the debate because there's a lot going on with that debate. And, and you know, each candidate's feelings about a lot of things. We got mm-hmm. It was very broken up. It was very sloppy. But we got some yeah. of what we needed in that debate. Folks, do not turn that dial. We will be right back on the Financial Guys Media Network. My son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. First of all, my son has done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. And the lie detector test determined that was a lie. All righty. Back here at the Financial Guys radio show and the Financial Guys media network. Mike Sparaza, Ron Ryanstein in studio. As promised, we have a special guest from our office, Brian Janik, here to join us for a few minutes. Brian, we are 15 days away from open enrollment season. Your busy time, I know. I, I, I've seen you here at 4 a.m. I've seen you here at. Yeah, I, I caught. I went to a flight one time when I came in, and you were in the office at like 5 a.m. when I had a seven o'clock flight. I was like, "What is going on here?" But this is your busiest time of the year. It's nonstop every day of the week for two months, right? Yeah, that is true. Uh, everybody has their. Um, this time period from October 1st to December 7th with Medicare to review their plans. Um, October 15th, we can actually start taking applications with people that want to change plans. So the biggest things people want to look at this time of year is your medications. Uh, You may have had some changes in meds from last year to this year. Um, You may have had some changes in your health from last year to this year. So you want to take a look at what medications are on, what doctors are you seeing, what do you have on the horizon for next year. Uh, Everyone always looks at these plans and says, hey, we got these plans that will pay part of my Medicare Part B premium. Hey, that sounds great. But at the end of the day, those plans have higher co-pays, have less benefits. Does that still work for you? What gives you the lowest overall cost as you're looking at these plans? So let's say I'm turning 65. I got a ways to go on that one. But, or I did retire. What I'm coming to you. I know I got to do something with Medicare. What should I bring to you? What what should I what, what do you need from me to help you do the best for me? So I need you to bring your list of medications, your list of doctors, and what you what you have on the horizon health-wise. So we can really look at all the different plans out there and figure out what plan is going to work best for you and give you your lowest overall cost. 
you know, the, we have people that pay a little bit more money for their health insurance plan. But overall, when you look at what they're saving in co-pays and the, the benefits that they have, it's lower overall cost for them by paying a little extra for their plan. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want to look at year in and year out is make sure you're you're taking this check, even if things haven't changed in your health, the plans are changing. So you want to make sure, do any of these plan changes affect you at all either? Brian, I, I think I, I bring this up all the time with Brian Faraci, but but can you just, in, in you know, I guess a, a quick quick synopsis on why this is such a, a, a an important and dramatic decision when you turn 65 and then every year, I, I think sometimes people forget that if you miss this, it's a big problem, or if you're in the wrong plans, it's a massive problem. Why is it so important that people make sure they get on Medicare at 65 and then review it every year? Well, when you're turning 65, there's certain cases where people can waive Medicare and not have a financial penalty in the future. So if you don't meet those qualifications, then you could get hit with these lifetime penalties. So that's why at 65, you want to make sure, am I doing what I need to do so I avoid these lifetime penalties? And what does that look like, a lifetime penalty? So lifetime penalties are 10% of whatever the Part B premium is for every year you did not have the coverage. So if you've gone three years and you haven't paid the, the haven't been in Part B that you should have been, if Part B is $170 a month, you're paying 30% more a month. So you're paying an extra $51 a month Jeez. for the rest of your life. And as that Medicare premium goes up, your 30% goes up. So Medicare goes up to 180 a month. Your 30% is now $54. So that's why people want to make sure that you're really watching this to make sure that what you do, you're meeting the requirements so you can waive it without a financial penalty. When it comes to every year after year, it just becomes if you're in the wrong plan, you could just be spending more money for your health insurance than you should be. You know, a lot of people just, you know, do this, set it and forget it with their health insurance and just say, oh, well, my plan is what it is. I, oh, I have some extra health issues. That means I pay more co-pays. They don't even think that, well, if I make a plan change, maybe at the end of the year by paying a little bit more, my overall cost is going to be less. What is what is the time window, as you said, open enrollment starts in terms of getting into new plans on 1015? If I'm out on a plan, I'm busy for whatever reason, I don't come to the office and see you, when do I lock in for the same plan, although it should have changed? What's that time frame for December next year? December 7th. Okay. So once December 7th hits, if you haven't made a plan change, you're locked into that plan for January 1st. Um, now, there are periods where people can make plan changes even after January 1st. There is an open enrollment period that goes from January 1st to March 31st where people can make a one-time plan change during that time, okay. during, during that month. And there are some other ways that people can change plans throughout the year as well. So it's one of the things that with our clients is if they do have something that changes, we're having them give us a call so we can see, does it make sense to change your plan in the middle of the year if we're able to? Brian Janik, one of our, our um, fearless leaders in the Medicare team. It's, it's coming to be that season, Brian, and, and uh, I, I know you enjoy it, but it's a lot of work. So, so God bless you <laughs> on your 15-hour uh, days coming up here over the next few weeks. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Um, I do want to plug two things quick, Ron, and then we're actually going to go to a quick break, and we're going to bring on uh, Mike Shaver from our office and then finish our uh, Ukraine conversation from before. Uh, we have an estate planning seminar here at the office on, uh, where is the date here? October 11th, 5.15 and 6.30. This will be done actually with my father, Charlie Sparaza, Anthony Zeffler, and 
the Stam Law Firm. We had to add a session due to high demand, so make sure you call today or go online, actually, I should say, probably is a better way, to the Financial Guys website slash events. And then also we have Ready, Set, Retire here at the Financial Guys offices Saturday, November 11th, in partnership with EG Tax. That'll start at 9.30 here at our office on Spindrift Drive in Williamsville. So two great events, October 11th, 5.15 and 6.30 p.m., and November 11th at 9.30 a.m., Ready, Set, Retire going on here at our office any quick things, Ron? We got about a minute till we got to go to a break here. Any, anything you want to bring up? Take shortly? advantage of, again. Take advantage of the knowledge, and that's why it, it, all these departments that we've Mike and Glenn have added over the years. Yep. Folks, take advantage of the knowledge that we have. Take advantage of the knowledge that we're going to educate you with, because it's going to empower you to make the best decisions with your money. And that's why we, you know, Mike and Glenn, their vision of doing so, and it's what I hear with a lot of new people that are coming in the office. Is just like I listen to the radio show or whatever it may be. But everything financial you have in, in this office under one roof, you're not going to find a more comprehensive team, not even just in Western New York, but probably the United States. For everything that we have to offer, we we can just literally walk down the hall. All right, talk to this person, talk to that department to get you these answers. And I will say, too, I think sometimes we get pigeonholed into thinking everything is like a one-size-fits-all, like one of those old hats you just used to buy, right? Like, oh, this will fit everybody. Um, It doesn't. And it sounds ridiculous, but that's auto and home insurance. That's when to choose your Social Security on, when you should take that. That's Medicare plans. That's Mm -hmm. group health insurance as an employer. It's, It's all these different things. Every policy, every financial product, everything is different, and you have to work with somebody that understands that. And also what's the best fit for the individual, for the family. Not, like you said, it's not at all a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, saving money, that applies to everyone. But again, how you do it and how you craft it, it will vary by the household, by the individual. But that's what we're here to do, to help guide that journey. We're going to go to a short break. We're going to come back with Mike Shaver from our office, and we're going to talk a little bit more Ukraine right after this commercial break. You're listening to The Financial Guys. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Welcome back to Financial Guys radio show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Spraza, Ron Reinstein in studio today. Another guest from our office, Mike Shaver, who is the uh, college planning department head. Mike, it is back to school time for the kids. It's September. I can't believe it. It's already almost uh, it's October. Um, but kids need to start planning for college. It's a it's a twelve month thing, right? You don't just start planning all of a sudden in you know June before you go away to college, or even maybe May. I mean, there's a lot of time that's got to go into it. When should kids start planning for college? Yeah. Good afternoon, guys. Um, well, definitely as early as possible. So I'd imagine any senior in high school would have been prepared up to this point. So I would definitely have to say younger than that, juniors in high school, sophomores in high school, freshmen in high school, absolutely. The other thing too, Mike, is how much does this change in terms from what you see with FAFSA? I mean, obviously, it's probably much different from when I was going through this in 1997. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> and probably that was the year that Mike was born. But, I mean, does it change a lot? I mean, especially as, you know, the things are with the student loan forgiveness. But, I mean, what do you see, like, in terms of, like, the numbers, the calculation? And, you know, as we're saying, like, it's never too early to prepare. But right. do you see a lot of changes as long as you've been doing this? I would say more education on 
how, as far as parents, for what they pay for their child's education, mm -hmm. that is really, really important. Most parents may just, you know, um, the kid will apply, they'll get the uh, award letter, they, they pay the bill, they shouldn't. Because it really is about saving on the education. Yeah. Right? So the best education at the lowest cost is what I advocate, you know, with, with college planning at the financial guys. What about with trade schools? Can you help people with that? I know we're talking about college, whether it's UB, St. John Fisher, Canisius, wherever it may be. But as you're starting to see more kids in a good way go to the trades, yes. and obviously you have to go to a school, are you able to help them out with that? A absolutely, yeah. It just really is unfortunate that, again, the parents um, need the education of what is best for their child. They may just, you know, send the kid to college, get a four-year degree, might, you know, end up being $60,000 in debt mm -hmm. for them to turn around and just get a, you know, a $30,000 a year job. Yeah. So really what it has to be is the parents, the students need to sit down early as possible, start having those conversations about what is your aptitude, child? Yes. What is best for you? Because, hey, child, it's expensive. You know, it's less expensive for trade school, but you probably make more money. But it's Oh, and you, the applicant pile is a lot lower. Right. Because, but the other part, too, and, and I've seen this in my own family, not everyone is meant to be in college. Not everyone is destined to get a four-year degree. And, and that's the one thing I've even said in, in the context of my own home, with my family, with my kids. If they wanted to do something trade-wise, I'm not right. going to poo-poo that at all. I'd be like, you're probably going to come out with a better job at 20 or 21 than your friends are. Right. So don't have, don't start those those conversations with your children when they're going into their senior year like right now. Start having the, that conversation an open dialogue as early as a freshman year, sophomore year. Keep on having those conversations to see what is in the best interest of the child. Mm -hmm. Real quick, Mike, and this is kind of off topic. I guess it's about student loans, but we hear these stories about the student loan forgiveness and Biden's going to forgive all these loans and do all these different things. How do they pitch that to someone like you? Like, we're going to forgive all these ones that we did back here, but up here, you're all going to pay full tuition. Like, how, how does right. that work, and what what are parents needing to think about when they when right. they start doing this? So the, the full um, student loan forgiveness has been struck down by the Supreme Court. The only thing that has stuck right now is the SAVE program, S-A-V-E. And the SAVE program is where anyone with existing student loan would need to go to their uh, student loan provider and actually has to sign up now because these loan payments start to begin in, in next week, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So the SAVE program is income-based. So once you go onto your loan provider, you're putting in how much money you make, your family dynamics, it will then spit out what your new payment's going to be. Now, that payment could even be zero, mm -hmm. but still counts as a payment. And if you make you know, 15 years of possible zero payments due to your income, the remaining balance will be forgiven. So that's the only program now that's in effect is the SAVE 
program. I, I just, I guess I get confused at how that actually solves the problem of student loans, right? In, in mean, my the, opinion, the predatory lending that the government's doing? Well, well, it's not even the lending to me. Like, if, if school is too expensive, which it is, and mm-hmm. we, I think, would yeah. all agree on that, forgiving loans and then having the future generations keep taking out those same loans doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a solution to me. Maybe reducing the cost of education would be a good start. Or, Ron, to your point, I think, trade school. Trade yeah. schools are, are giving you a limit that you can take out instead of just, oh, you want 100000 You want your parents will sign Make up? Make it 200000 500000 yeah. you know, It just doesn't make sense. Well, as far as the SAVE program goes, it obviously is going to save people money now. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the future. It saves them money now, and, of course, you know, they're trying to buy votes, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Of course. Mike Shaver, head of our college planning department. Mike, thank you so much for joining us well, today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Ron, uh, talking more about, you know, wasting money and and, um, not making any sense in our country. Let's go back to our conversation before about um, Ukraine and and the the, the spending of money over there. Tim Scott in the debate said something along the lines of, well, 90% of the funding is a loan. Well, wait with, what, with what interest? <laughs> well, wait, wait, forget the interest for a second. <laughs> forget, forget the interest. I, I care about the interest if it was actually getting paid back. We're not seeing that money ever again. No. You know it's it, as good I as gone. It. <laughs> it's it, well, it, here's the thing. It's as good as gone into the coffers of the Biden criminal cartel family. Sure. And all these other politicians. The comedian Zelensky, it's in his coffers. Yeah, Tim, it's not a loan. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. It is again, it's money laundering. Yeah. Money laundering. I, I and that's that's what and again, I I'll say this about the candidates too, and and you know, again, I think DeSantis by far had the best night of all candidates. I would agree. But what I would like to say, or or if I could talk to every one of the candidates, I would like to say, stop with the canned answers and give me the truth. Give me the yeah. reality. The Ukraine conflict, how are you going to end said conflict? Because nobody says anything other than keep funding them. Okay, keep funding them till when? Yeah. Well the, the funding involves the military industrial complex getting funding to replenish what we're just giving away and watching it get blown up to smithereens by the Russians. That's because, again, three years ago and even to present day, the pharmaceutical company pushed aside the military industrial complex. Your companies like Boeing, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, take your pick while it's Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech. We're gonna we're gonna come up with this experimental gene serum that's gonna it's you know if it saves one life. Yeah. Wait a minute, but if you're pumping it into the person who you then kill, who do you save? Isn't medicine supposed to be applied and practice? I'm not a doctor either, but isn't it supposed to be applicable to me? Applicable to you? Applicable yeah. to your wife? Applicable yeah. to your daughter? Yeah. That's how it works. I wasn't looking at. My daughter gunning down my grandmother in the middle of 2020 when we went to go see her. Right. Thinking like, oh, my God, my daughter's going to spread COVID to, to my grandmother. Quite the opposite. Yep. And, and again, that's another another money one to say. What was your yeah. end game there, right? Oh, there is no end. There game. is no end game, right? Like, the, 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 remember, it was like, well, we just need to get to the fourteen days, and it was like, yeah. okay, well, we just need to spread ourselves out. Nobody go to school, okay? And then it was like, okay, everybody just get vaccinated. No, yeah. that's not the answer. Getting a hundred percent vaccination obviously wouldn't have solved the problem. Because no, all the vaccinated people are getting sick. Yeah, so, so that that's not the but answer. Imagine this: that we applied critical thinking to that whole process. Yep. And everything they said has been 
proven wrong yep. yet again. Yep. And, you know, they still march out. Here's the new booster. Go get your booster. Roll up your sleeve. Yeah, I'm good. Yep. I, I've so far so good. And I, I joked on it said one of the last shows I was on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, I think, what is this? The fourth winner in a row of death and destruction because I'm unjabbed. Yep. I don't know about you, but we should probably be high five it. I, I I feel great. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and and this is what I'll say to to wrap up uh, the first hour here. I, I think this is all issues, right? It's the yes. border. It's Ukraine. It's crime. It's overdoses. It's mental health. Whatever the issue is, we need to actually say, okay, this is the goal. This is what we want, and then put a plan how to get there. As a business owner, okay, I want to work with this many clients this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, how am I going to get there? How am I going right. to grow? How am I going to benefit other people in the yep. nut? the message, the yep. value we can bring. Yep. Yeah, you work in reverse, but what they do is there is no reverse thinking. Oh, we need this money. There's no goal. No, the, <laughs> no, the goal is to pillage from the taxpayer, yeah. but to deliver a result, no way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yep. As opposed to, okay, I'm going to deliver this result. I'm going to have this road paved. I'm going to set up, you know, again, a facility for substance abuse, whatever it may be. No, we can't do that. Or if we do, oh, we're we're thirty million over budget. The cost doubled. Yeah. And yet the deliverable is absolute garbage. Yep. But though then they double down on it and say, Well, that didn't work, Mike. We need more of your money. Keep working harder as we keep just blowing it. Yep. Yeah, no, there's there's no there's no actual plan. Anybody who's run a business, been a part of a business, an employee, an employer, it doesn't matter. If you ran your operation the way the government runs the government, your business would be out of business. I promise you. I promise you. You can't blindly spend on anything you want. You can't just not have goals and objectives. You can't do it. It's impossible. And that's what bothers me about every candidate. And I'll, I'll include all of them. Yeah. Right? Both sides of the aisle, every single candidate, my favorite, your favorite. doesn't matter who. Like, it doesn't matter. I want to hear more about how we fix the problem, how you're actually going to address it. Mm-hmm. Not, we need to reduce gun violence. Okay, how? how? We need to reduce you know, suicides and overdoses. Okay. How, how? right? Like, tell me how you're going to do that. And don't just tell me what you're going to do. Cause I promise you at this point, Ron, and I feel like you probably feel the same yeah. way. Mike and Glenn Hayflick, we could go on that debate stage and do the same thing. Yep. I want to listen. I lost two brothers to suicide. I could go up there. We need to reduce suicides. Great. Mike, how are you going to do that? We just need to, yeah. I mean, we just, we just have to, right? Like that's not a good answer. No, I can do that though. I, well, I mean, that's exactly that. it is show us, not, it will show us or tell us right. how you're going to do it. Yep. Show us a result that you have delivered. And I get that, you know, even with Trump in 2016, yep. his results were in his business. Same thing with Ramaswamy. His results are in his business. Yep. But for the other people that were up there last night and a couple weeks prior, their results are their states, their, yep. you know, yep. their districts, whatever it may be. Yep. And, you know, again, that's what you have to look at as a voter. What are the results that are being delivered to the voters? And that's how you got to start making a decision, not be like, well, you know what? That sounds good. And like you said, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but it sounds good to me, Mike. Right. That's who I'm voting for. I, I hope I hope people wake up, Ron. I hope people start no. voting the correct way. I hope candidates start actually getting to know Excuse us me. and care about us, right? And care oh, about they what don't. we do. Like, they won't. If you no. look at what started this country yep. over 200 years ago, 
without representation in the government. Yep. Can we say in the last hundred years yep. there has been any representation for us nope. consistently? Nope. Yeah, the answer is no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Folks, we are going to go to a, a quick break here. Don't forget, if you need us throughout the week, if you need Mike Shaver, who you heard from earlier this segment, 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't forget, we are a one-stop financial shop. Life insurance, auto and home insurance, State social security planning, planning wealth, wealth management, wealth management. your department, we do it all. We do it all, folks, all under one roof here at The Financial Guys. And again, don't forget about our podcast. Don't forget about our new app, The Financial Guys Media app. Stay with us. We got a lot to get to later. We got AOC, Ron. We got uh, the Trump tax case. We got Joe Biden making money more money than anybody, uh, millions and millions of dollars going to these congressmen and women. For some reason, they make $175,000 a year, but yet they're the richest people in the world. You got to wonder how that happens. We have a lot more to get to. Good investing, Mike. Good investing. Duh. That's right. That's right. We need to invest with them. Um, folks, <laughs> stay with us. We'll be right back after this commercial break. The following program has been pre-recorded and is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the infraction. All right. God save the queen, man. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys Radio Program. All right, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein. Full hour to go here, Ron, so we got plenty to cover. Of course, we will talk way too much and not get to 90% of the stuff I said we'll get to, but we will try. I it's, promise you that. It's a lot to consolidate in two hours. I, 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 it is. <laughs> and, there's all, and the best part is we'll finish the show. And then like three hours later, yep. it's, hey, did you see this? Yeah. Did you see that? And it's just like, all right, that's going to be great for next Saturday with the show. And then by Monday, you're just like, yeah, that's nothing. It's 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 actually too hard at this point because there's yes. too much news. And, and it changes so yeah. quick. There's one breaking news after the other. Um I, I do want. I promise we will get to Ukraine after. I do want to yeah. tease something for the text line, Ron, real quick because I think the debate was an interesting thing. So let's let's do this for the text line today for the second hour here. Texas 716-817-0716. Who do you feel won the debate? Was it the candidates on the stage? Was it Donald Trump? Was it the Democrats? Maybe. Maybe you think that. Who won the debate on uh, Wednesday night this week? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Donnie because for him. Going oh, to let's, let's record that. Can we record? No, that? but Somebody, you can absolutely record it. You can you can time and stamp that and everything. And I can I'm saying this without a gun out to my head, but yeah. by going to Michigan and again to counter the message of this decrepit fossil Biden, to again put it bluntly, they are going to put you out of business yeah. with these environmental maniacs for something that is not this calamity that they portray. Yeah. But yet, you know, go get your EV. Yeah. Go get your EV. Yeah. Oil is not going anywhere. 
I don't care what people say. It is not going anywhere. It can't, Ron. We can't fly planes on on electric. How are you going to move the dirt for this stuff, Mike? Right. No, I agree. I I mean, not to mention the exploitation of labor, especially child labor, but seeing pictures of strip mining, yeah, that doesn't look too good for Mother Earth. Yep. Well, and that's that's the problem with a lot of the the, the Democrat talk about. We were going to get into more of the debate round, but I think this is yeah. a good segue to talk about a little bit about this stuff because, and again, Texas, who you think won the debate? Mm-hmm. Everybody, Ron, I, I you know I I know I'm a Trump guy, but yeah. I totally agree with what you said because at the end of the day, Trump's name was brought up more than any candidate there. Yeah, right? you're not. And, and Vivek Ramaswamy said this. I think he's right. You're not fighting against Donald Trump. I no. know you have to get through Donald Trump to get the primary nomination. However, you are fighting against Joe Biden and the, I'll call them the wicked left. That's who you're fighting against. You're fighting against communists. Right. That, that's all you're fighting against. Right. It is, not, it is literally a battle of good versus evil. And I'm not saying like Trump is a god. I'm not a trump of idiot at, at all. But this is literally what you're up against. Yeah, we don't care if you starve. Pigeons, eat your crickets. We don't care that you can't power your house because, oh my God, the the climate. You think any of these maniacs from Crime Wave Kathy Hochul, AOC, who was slinging cocktails not too long ago, and nothing wrong with bartending, people like, oh my God, she's working. You guys talk about working. No, she's an idiot. (laughs) She's an idiot. For all these other people that, again, you're trading card heroes on both sides of the aisle. Yep. You think they're going to be going without power. You think that they're going to have issues getting around to and from. You think they're going to be eating bugs. Yep. What, what's the well, answer? No, no. Exactly. Yeah, not yet. They're not going to be. Yep. So nor should you. You want to have this substandard living? Be my guest. But that's not what I'm busting my hump for to provide for my family. Nor are you. No. But that is exactly what's going to happen. For all these people that want to clap in unison and be like, oh, my God, we need to have you know this universal basic income. Okay, commies, you're not going to be able to afford Whole Foods. You're not going to afford a Tesla, which, by the way, more American parts than a Ford. Yep. But That's a I digress. But you're not going to be able to afford this stuff. At all. Home ownership. Oh, my God. I can't afford a house. I can't afford a house. Yeah, well, guess what? It's not about saving. It's not about investing. It's about a wage. Why do you think wages haven't grown for the last 43 years indexed for inflation? Because all the people in D.C. are selling us down the river for pennies on the dollar. You brought up a wire transfer that happened to go to Sleepy Joe's residence in Delaware. How could that be? Oh, where did it come from? China. And I heard this article. I heard this this week, too, and it was a great point. This is supposed to be like, you know, Mr. Executive Tycoon, Hunter Biden. Why is he using his father's address? Oh, remember these? Oh, he was living in California at the time. But hold on, hold on. I didn't see that. California said, you can't have international wires come in. Yeah. Did you? No. No. Thank you. Yep. And and this is where, again, I want to bring this point up before we go to another break here. But I want to bring this point up, Ron, because I I think this sums it all up in terms of what we just talked about with running against Donald Trump or running against the left. And, and, And yes, the fear of communism and socialism. Donald Trump has his moments where he does things that I'm a big Trump guy that yeah. I don't agree with, right? Do I think calling Ron to Sanctus and to Sanctimonious is the way to go? No, I no. really don't. But at the end of the day, 
I believe, and I believe Ron DeSantis cares about Americans. I do. But I believe that Donald Trump b- believes in America and wants America to be great again. I truly do believe that. These candidates going after Donald Trump and spending two full hours on Donald Trump, the guy who's not there, Chris Christie spent the majority of his talking mm-hmm. points on this. You're not helping America. Right now, you look at the southern border. 100,000 children missing. Right. One died coming over. This is just one the example. Drowned. The family left the kid behind three year old drowned in the water coming over to Eagle Pass. Right. You look at the, the families when you look at some of these people coming in on boats and all these other things. It's all middle aged men with no women and no children. It's not even that. It's, it's people younger than us. Right. Right. I mean, that well, looks sure, like sure. it. Yeah. Young but that, I mean, again, yeah, that yeah. looks like an invasion. Right. Not, right. not like, oh my right. God, right. I'm full, like yeah. how Biden was talking, they're fleeing religious persecution. Okay. Yep. We, we have, we have people dying in record numbers on our streets, right? You have people putting children through barbed wire to get them over the border. Again, I've said this on a lot of things. We say that the Ukraine spending is due to a humanitarian crisis. That's what the left is preaching to you. Oh, well, the people of Ukraine, it's a humanitarian yeah. crisis. What about our southern border? What about the people that live in El Paso? How about the streets of, of America for the people that have yeah. done it right? Yeah. That are living literally paycheck to paycheck. See Philly this week? Yeah, well, yeah. Philly. Yeah. It, same thing there, too. But again, you live, your people are living paycheck to paycheck. This isn't where people are looking at their budget. Well, you know, I wanted to go to Disney with my kids. I can't, you know what? We can't swing it. Let's wait until the price comes down a little bit. We'll keep looking. Folks, this is for necessities. The day-to-day stuff. Food for your fridge. Gas for your car. Your utility bills. God forbid we have, a, again, a typical... Winter here, where it's consistently cold. Well, we can't do natural gas anymore. God forbid you talk about nuclear. And coal is just so evil. But we're going to save the planet. Our Captain Planet mindset in Albany, well, we can't do any of the above. But here's China building two new coal plants per week. Yep. Per week. India polluting without any penalty. But, yeah, what we're doing in New York is going to save the planet. What, okay. What, what what breaks my heart too is, and I'm saying is, Ron, you have young children. I just had yeah. a child this year. Um, what is actually going on at that southern border breaks my heart. You Absolutely. See these videos, and I, I I posted this on my Twitter this week. The the, the photos of that little child screaming, mm-hmm. literally screaming as he's being passed through barbed wire. Yeah. Like. Put yourself in the shoes of these people. And why are they coming here, you might ask? Some are coming here to do bad things, but the majority of them are coming here because Joe Biden... Just opened up the floodgates. Kamala Harris and Mayorkas don't give a darn about anything other than opening the floodgates, changing the landscape of the... And I don't mean race, by the way, because everybody, yeah. uh, oh, we, you're just pro-whiteness. No, 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 no. I don't want people that are not vetted and that are not supposed to be here... How about doing my, it the right way? Yes. That, that, that's it. There's these yes. laws. Yes. And it said, like, oh, we need yes. to have a more easier pathway for citizenship. No, we do. It's not coming over the southern border with some cheesy accent that you and I could pretend and be like, okay, Mike, okay, Ron, or whatever you know yep. our names are going to be. Yep. What do you want and where do you want to go? Yep. Oh, wait, that's right. And who pays for that? Again, the taxpayer. Yep. Put people in 
here that want to come here and it's not for a handout. However, though, Ron, I will say you cannot, even if you do it the right way, you cannot average 10,000 people no. over the border a day. No. Right. Like that's what's happening right now. So if you don't believe it, and this is what makes the, the social media world beautiful to me. If you don't believe Ron Ryanstein and I, fine, don't go on your computer and spend about 10 minutes. Go on Twitter and yep. type in Southern Border. You will see everything you need to know. It, that's what drives me out about the left, too. They are blatantly, and it's not just those three I mentioned, Harris, mm -hmm. Biden. Well, it's and all of them. It's all of them defending it, and we'll get to my pal AOC, Ron, after the break. It, it, it is criminal what they are doing. It is absolutely criminal. And somebody, I'm sick of the meetings. I'm sick of the... the We're going to uh, send a memo. Yeah. We're going to send yeah. a stern yeah. letter yeah. saying, yeah. you better close yeah. the border. Yeah. Okay, Republicans, I'm how about you it. do something? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I love what they do in Poland where they just hose you down just to back you up. Yep. Maybe, let's start doing that. Yep. You go grab them and you throw them back where they came from. And yeah. I know that's harsh, but that's what you do and you stop incentivizing coming here. We wouldn't let Donald Trump use $4 billion to build the wall. You've sent 25 times that to the Ukraine. I don't want oh, to Oh, that's hear even it. what they... Oh, what we know it's, of. Yeah, that what we, we know. know of. That's exactly... Know. That we know of. Yeah. Here, Here's some third world dump that has more priority over you in America. Yep. That That's what they're telling you. And the best thing is, they can do that all day long yep. because we keep voting for the same idiots yep. over and over and over again. Yep. But it'll change this time. Yep. And I don't want to hear either, like, oh, then you guys come up with the solutions. We already no, no, did. No, no. But, but that's not our job. We're not taking $175,000 salaries, which then turns into somehow being worth $70 million, to give those answers. That's what you get paid to do. Right. These these congressmen, women, if you don't want to take the heat, get out of the kitchen and get out of government, get out of it. If you don't want to deal with these actual problems, get out. That's going to be my solution for for. And, and Ron, I think for voters mm -hmm. and then we're going to go to a break because I said it like eight minutes ago. But <laughs> if, if for voters, if you're sick and tired of it, stop complaining. And this goes for everybody, both sides of the aisle. If you're sick and tired of it, stop complaining and vote out people like Mark Polencars or vote out people like Kathy Hochul or Joe Biden that clearly don't care about you. Stop complaining about it. Stop. Oh, it's unfair. Vote either with your feet and get out of these states like New York and, and Pennsylvania with Philly and places like that. That's why, you know, Hochul and Polencars, yep. the Realtors Association, they, they yep. should be... They're the top salespeople. Mark, or Mark, Mark, I almost called you Mark. Oh, Mark, Jesus. Mark Ron, Ron, Ryan, Ron Polenkars. Um, I, I literally, it's funny you said, I just got, this was like two weeks ago, I got a postcard from somebody, a realtor from Florida. Yeah. Not kidding. And said, call us if you decide to move. That's literally what the thing said. That's in Buffalo we're getting that. Yeah. Right? We're getting postcards from Florida. And it wasn't like, come enjoy the nice weather. It was like, do you want to get out of New York? And I said to my wife, Hmm, this might be a good idea. Let's, yeah, absolutely. Let's call people. All right. We're actually going to a break this time, I promise. Um, text us, 716-817-0716. Who won the debate on uh, Wednesday night this week? Trump, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, somebody else, Joe Biden, maybe you think? Let us know, 716-817-0716. We do have another special guest coming on the other side of the break, and then I promise we will get to AOC and get Ron's live reaction. He has not heard this yet to AOC's comments this week on immigration. We will be right back after this commercial break. You're listening to The Financial Guys. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas.
All right, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Show. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein in studio. I called Ron Mark Polonkar's last segment, so I won't do that again, I promise. Better not. I'm sorry about that. Um, we do have a special guest joining us, Emily Christina from 716 Health and Fitness Spa. That's located on Transit Road in Williamsville. Emily, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. So let's talk a little bit about uh, 716 Health and Fitness Spa. I, I know, you know, one thing that happened during COVID was they sh- tried to shut down health and fitness spas, and that obviously proved to be a poor idea. Um, you guys obviously are open, ready for business. What makes you a different gym or, or, or you know, different than other gyms out there? Because there's a lot of those, you know, in d- different areas across New York State. Well, I'm going to answer that question two parts. First of all, we're almost open. Okay. Um, All right. And second, and secondly, um, what we're a little bit different is you can go into a gym and you can, you know, exercise equipment and you can have classes. And sometimes they'll have some specialties like maybe a spray tan or a tanning booth. We are actually uh, a full service fitness spa and gym in that. You know, there are four different types of treadmills we have. So an older patient who has a fear of falling may want to go on a treadmill that has zero gravity. Or somebody who has a full-out marathoner may want to go on one with a very high incline. So we have different things for different folks. But we also have all the amenities. So besides the gym, we have things like cryotherapy and hyperbaric oxygen and infrared um, saunas and regular saunas and spray tanning and regular tanning, salt caves, all under one and float therapy all under one roof. So you don't have to say, you know, you work out and now you're sore and you wish you had some cryo and you have to go somewhere else to get that. It's all going to be in one place. I am 31 years old and I would be doing the low incline treadmill personally. <laughs> uh, the, the, the high incline is not my thing. Uh, <laughs> real quick too, what kind of memberships do you offer? I, again, I know many different gyms have many different plans and, and with you having all those things under one roof, uh, how does that work with memberships? So we have basic memberships that start as low as twenty four ninety nine. Um, that include that's the gym. It offers you a free amenity, so you can try something like cryo. It offers you and um, uh, one free class, so you can try a class you've never tried, like yoga. It offers three guest passes and three D scanning of your body, so you know where you are, so you can see when you've changed. And all of that with no fitness, no additional maintenance fees, no yearly. You got to pay extra. You got to pay to enroll. It's twenty four. 99 a month. Now, that's the lowest end, but we also offer um, 10% off of all of our packages to uh, veterans, first responders, and uh, that includes police, fire, EMS, you name it. We've got the 10% off for you there. Our packages go up to, they go all the way up to 3000 if you want to buy a certain type of package, $3,000 a month. That also includes access to things like aesthetics, you know, Botox, you know. Sure. Okay, but we also offer um, something that gyms don't do is we will design a package specifically for you. So, for example, we had a gentleman who has a full home gym, but he was interested only in cryo packages. So we designed a package that included just the cryo. So he didn't have to pay for something he didn't need. So we, we've got a lot of different options for you, and we have a membership concierge or several of those that will work one-on-one with you to decide what you really need. We call ourselves the one-stop financial shop. I think you're the one-stop fitness shop or health and fitness shop. That's that's good stuff. Um, Absolutely. Last question. When do you guys plan on opening? Well, we planned on opening by now, but you know what they say about man plans, God laughs. So we've got the money, we've got the equipment, we've got the staff, we got everything. 
And then some code problems happened with the sewer under the Eastern Hills Mall. So now we're waiting between the town of Clarence and the owners of the mall to figure that out. Um, but obviously people want to be able to take a shower when they come in too. So I think the sewer is going to be a very important fix. Absolutely. So I have your phone number here, 716-BEST-GYM. Again, this is Emily D. Christina, uh, Health and Fit- 716-HEALTH-AND-FITNESS Spa on Transit Road in Williamsville. Do you guys have a website too, Emily? We do, 716-FIT.com. And we also have Facebook and Instagram, and we're posting regularly on there and talking about, so people are asking us right then and there, when are we going to be open? So the minute we have something to announce, it will be everywhere. All right. As soon as they open, folks, 716 Health and Fitness Spa. Join them. Go take a look. And like you said, it's cool. You can build your own package for you personally. That's awesome. Uh, Emily, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mike. You have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Again, that is Emily D. Christina from 716 Health and Fitness Spa on Transit Road in Williamsville, 716fit.com or call 716-BEST-GYM. Uh, Ron, we have a minute to go, so I'm just going to do a teaser. We are coming back after the break with the Ron Reinstein slash Mark Polencar's reaction to AOC and um, what she thinks about immigration and what she thinks it is in comparison to, uh, I should say, immigration in 2023 compared to immigration in 1920. She actually breaks that down for us. All right. Yes. So we will be. You know, that's going to be armed with facts. Yes. Oh, loaded with facts. Um, and we will be talking a little bit more later uh, in the show on on AOC, maybe some more Ukraine, Ron. But I really do want to get to the Trump tax case here in New York. Absolutely. New York, New York does it better than anywhere. Um, us in California just try and 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 we try and lose business at all costs. So that that's going to be talked about here. Lose in business, second. lose taxpayers. Yep. We love people it. that produce. Yep. Because yep. You're, the third world imports are yep. definitely going to pick up the slack. When oh, we leave. they got it all figured out. They oh, got they it all do absolutely. Out. Yes, throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't forget our text question, 716-817-0716. Who won the GOP debate from this week? Text us your answers to that. Uh, We will be right back here with Ron's reaction to AOC and her lovely use of words this week. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population... What? Reduce population... More of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Already welcome back, Financial Guys Radio Show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Ron, we have about thirty minutes straight now. You and I are All right. just rapid fire here. We're just going to go through a bunch of different things. As promised, we are going to start with AOC. So AOC has been saying a lot of things. She was on CNN. I think it was this week or last week. I'm, everything's blurring together at this point, but. She was asked about you know the, the auto workers and all these other things. Then she happened to just say right in that same interview, well, during COVID in 2019, I bought a Tesla. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. That doesn't add up to you fighting with the auto workers. But she was, she says. Um, that part I caught where yes. she said, I need to buy something that's union-made. Yeah. But yet the union-made... Ford vehicles, yeah. Chevy vehicles, no. they no. have more parts that are, no. what's the word? Outsourced yep. and not made in America. Yep. But she knows. Sorry, you poor peasants. I need a new car. I'm going to trade in my Tesla, and I'm going to go ahead and get a, a, a American-made car. Sure you will, yeah. AOC. Um, 
All right, Ron. So this this I'm going to tee this up. So so obviously we have a massive border crisis here in America today, um, and this has been now an issue for many 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 years. Uh, three years specifically, it's gotten way worse. Mm-hmm. They said Title 42 would fix all this at the ending of Title 42. Then the Democrats praised their their statistics for the last two months. Um, the only problem was those statistics were wrong. Number one, but number two. The numbers are now worse than they've ever, 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 ever been. I'm That's a lot of ever. That's a lot of ever. I want to make my point here. Um, it's a disaster right now, and we talked about it earlier in the show. And now I want you to understand, Ron, why you and I are morons, and everybody that's listening to the show, we're not as smart as AOC. And here's why. Numbers of when it comes to people coming to New York City today are nothing. I'm telling you, nothing compared to the daily amounts of people that we saw coming in from through Ellis Island in the first half of this century. I'm, I'm going to replay that again just so you can understand this again. One more time. Numbers of when it comes to people coming to New York City today are nothing. I'm telling you, nothing compared to the daily amounts of people that we saw coming in from through Ellis Island in the first half of this century. Okay, so uh, th- there's more to this clip. I just want to start there for a second, Ron. Mm-hmm. So she's comparing Ellis Island to mm-hmm. the migrant crisis. And in her little pea brain, she's thinking about New York City only mm-hmm. and not everywhere across the country like Eagle Pass, yeah. Texas, yep. that's taking in more. And, and she'll give you the stats in a minute, so I don't want you to comment on stats yet, that are taking in more per year than went to Ellis Island in years. Have I may yeah. lay the, the fundamentals here yes. of the bartender's point? of how things really went down back then. Maybe she, again, not saying she's History's right. History's hard. History's hard. I know, but, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to go back to the fundamentals here. Maybe she's right in terms of the numbers. However, if you came here, you had to be sponsored. You had to have a job lined up. You had a place to go. Your you did not at. get a handout. Yeah. You did not, oh, let's look at the schools. We're going to have them in the schools. And don't worry, it's only going to cost $4 million to the Cheektowaga taxpayer to have them go to Maryvale to find all these interpreters. Um, Yeah, if your kid's going to Maryvale or any school, whether it's public or private, you need to be jabbed to the max to walk in there. For these kids, no, but we'll get to it. But again, you came here to assimilate. You came here to produce. You came here to work. You weren't getting a handout. And you so, also but, had your health screened. Yeah, and course. you also came here legally. Yeah. All right, keep going. Okay, here we go. Moving on. Seeing, you know, more than 12 million immigrants that passed through Ellis Island between 1892 and 1954. Okay, um, let's just do the math, Ron. Okay, yeah. what are we, what are, uh, what are we 18, making out the calculator uh, uh, before? 1954. So 1954. Minus 1892. So that's sixty-two year period of time. Sixty-two year, sixty-two years, mm-hmm. and twelve million people came through Ellis Island. So okay. now divide that by tw- uh, yes, you're doing the right thing. You know what you're doing. So that's one hundred ninety-three thousand four hundred fifty-eight on average per year. Yeah. Okay. So now, to your point, these people were vetted. They were looked into. They were. They had to have jobs. They got health screenings. All these different things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. You have to be sponsored. Sponsored, right? So yeah. AOC 
is is telling us that this isn't really a crisis. You know how many people came through New York City? She's looking at New York City as the only place that that is is relevant in our country. We're getting the, the numbers they're saying potentially in the Joe Biden administration are as low as five million, but as high as twelve million. And Ron, guess what? Joe Biden wasn't the president for sixty-two years. No. He's been the president for three. So that well, if we're gonna let's go with the high. Yeah, twelve million divided by three. That'd be four million a year into our country. And by the way, to your point, we're mm-hmm. not vetting them. We don't know where they came from. They're not getting jobs. They're getting taxpayer money. But let let, let her finish. Sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting AOC off in her self-made video she made here. Here we go. And we had seen just huge numbers of people coming in per day that had that far eclipsed um, far eclipsed what we're seeing right now. So, so AOC, let me ask you a question. Since since it's not an issue, and and Ellis Island was was you know just way more, and when there was such a, a an easy transition during mm-hmm. Ellis Island for all those you know twelve million people over sixty two years. Um, let me ask you a question, AOC. Why is the governor and why is your mayor panicking then? Why, you might ask? Because you can't do that in 2023, number one. Number two, you're not vetting these people. And number three, look at, at the end of the day, I hate to say it, Ron, America is not built to bring in three million, four million people a year. America can't take care of America. itself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. America cannot take care of America. Remember, was it, it was last year when DeSantis bust them up to Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, 50 of them. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, how long did they stay on that island again? Oh, a day. Yeah. And the National Guard of 100 National Guard yeah. members had to come in for 50 yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Two guardsmen per one person. I, I mean, th- this is what's infuriating, Ron. And I played that clip purposely, and I'm glad you didn't hear it because the stupidity on, on that clip. And I don't like the name call. I'm not a name caller. I'm just not. Well, you not can who I am. be. Who cares? But, but, but I, 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 it, it bothers me so much because the people in her district are the ones suffering. Yeah. Right. As she parades around Washington and around the country saying, oh, you know, we're, we're this and that uh, America. This is the way to do it. No, AOC, it's not. Because it, guess what? What Mark Polencars did in Buffalo, Ron, with mm-hmm. bringing those people here, the people in the Maryvale School District or Hamburg or wherever, those are the kids that are suffering. Oh, yeah. Right. Because they're getting half the education because we're trying to teach kids that don't know our native language here. Like, this is the problem. And these people like AOC continue to just act like, meh, not a big deal. Meh, I drive my Tesla. Meh, I don't care. It's humanitarian. Yeah. No, again, it's not. You, you're caught. Look, if you and I decided to go, let's just say to Russell's tonight, let's grab some food. We don't have a reservation. You know what? Okay. It's right by the office. Oh, we're all booked out, boys. Sorry. All right. Let's go to the bar. That different, not where I'm going to go to this country and I've got nowhere to go. That's a lot more of a, I get again, it's a very dramatic example here, but it's the same tenant. It's the same rule. Like we're going for food. The, the, the Russell's example is this though, Ron. Nope. The bar's closed too. Okay. I'm just going to sit in the middle of this room and you're going to feed me and I'm not going to pay yeah. the bill. That's what's happening. Yes. They're coming in here, even though they're not allowed to They're We're telling them no. Well, some of us are telling them yeah. no. They're sitting down in the middle of the restaurant, ordering the steak dinner and not paying for it. That's what's going on across America right now. Yep. That's exactly what's going on. And if you don't believe it, listen, when, when Kathy Hochul changes her tune and Mayor Adams changes his tune, you know it's a problem. Now, 
Ron and I could have said this for free four years ago. <laughs> it's not very hard. Um, this was obviously a terrible idea. Anybody, again, with a functioning brain knows that. But they, they all are coming around. Yet people like AOC and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Secretary Mayorkas are not coming around to it. That tells you all you need to know. And Mayorkas fled a communist Cuba. Yeah. Like, that's the most egregious part about this, too. Yeah. Yeah. But the other issue as well... They're not saying, yeah, we're going to deport you and send them, send them back. Yeah. No, we're going to sprinkle them to suburbs. We're going to put them here. We're going to put them there. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get them to work and all the above. Erie and, County, here's some. Yeah, I remember yeah. It, reading in the Post about a week ago or two weeks ago that 1% applied for jobs. Yep. One. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. I'm glad I'm sitting down. Yeah, 1%. Now, that was like 1% of the 10,000 that went to New York City, so do yeah. math. And here's the thing, too, Ron. They, there was a report that came out this week. The, the crisis in New York City, what are they going to do with these people? Oh, that's right. They're going to ship them up to upstate New York again. Yeah. So here we go again, right? And, and, and for, for New York voters, and I'm going to say this, I say this all the time. If you're listening to the show and you voted for Kathy Hochul or you didn't vote at all, this is on you. Because we need to change things by voting, not complaining, not sitting around, not, oh, my vote doesn't count. No, you need to start voting because when you don't, this is the type of stuff that happens. Lee Zeldin, Ron, should have won that election. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, and he won, what, four, like 52 out of 62 counties. Yeah. And then you got the left, the commies. Oh, the popular vote. And we always win the popular vote when it comes to presidency. Great. Great, because if we're going to go off of the electoral, which works, Crime Wave Kathy isn't sniffing Albany. No. Nope. At all. No. Nope. She's gone. Bye. Have fun with Bill in your speedboat that you go around on Lake Erie, Kath. I, uh, Again, lay off the Botox there. <laughs> I, I, I lay off the government there is what I would tell you. Exactly. Lee, 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 leave government for all of us, right? Because you're doing, and again, we're going to get final segment. I'm going to tease this. Now. She makes talk. Como. We said this last yeah. week. She yeah. makes Como look decent. And I can't yeah. believe I'm saying that again. We also said that three years ago. No big deal. Um, <laughs> that, she, that she would do this. Hashtag never yeah. forget. Yes. Um, we will, we will be back to talk about the Trump tax case and, and Joe Biden's wire again. When we get back, I, I do want to say that the impeachment hearings started this week or the impeachment inquiry hearings. I'm not really going to comment on that stuff today just because everything they say, the left said, I was watching it this mm -hmm. week. The left says one thing, the right says the other thing. The American public gets no real information yet again. So no. we'll comment on that. When we hear more if they actually go to an impeachment, which as we always say, Ron, God only knows because everything they say they're going to do, they don't. I still don't have the January 6th footage. That would be nice to see. Or the Epstein list. That would also be nice to see at some point, but we won't get that. How about the Wuhan sniffles? I or, mean, that or, yep. you know, jab data. I yep. mean, all, all yep. the above. Yep. All things funded before yep. by the taxpayer. Yep. Yeah, but Lucky no, we us. can't do that. Or, or Lego hair. Yeah, and it's completed up to two with the blizzard. Yeah, where's that report, Mark? Yeah, yep. I saw his. Uh, I'll tease this for the next. <laughs> I'll tease. For the, uh, we'll come back with Mark because I do have a point about Mark and, and a tweet that he put out this week. Uh, folks, again, yes, throughout the week eight three three Fin guys. Don't forget about our app, the Financial Guys app on your cell phones, your tablets, whatever it may be, where you can download an app, Financial Guys Media, with all of our podcasts. We have one segment to go. You don't want to miss what Mark Polonkar said this week and our, our feedback on the Trump New York tax case that's going to drive Trump's business out of New York State. Yay for our taxes! We'll be right back. As I uh, affirmed to Prime Minister Netanyahu yesterday, 
America's commitment to Israel is firm. That man is dead. He is deceased. It is Weekend at Bernie's. All right, welcome back. Final segment here today of the Financial Guys radio show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparazza, Ron Reinstein in studio. Uh, I promise to talk a little bit about Mark Polonkars, but first, uh, don't forget about our text poll. Who won the Republican debate? 716-817-0716. Was it Biden? Was it Trump? Was it actually somebody on the stage? Ron Reinstein, our, our, our resident uh, Ron DeSantis guy. He actually agrees with me. Trump Trump won that debate because they couldn't take his name. They couldn't take mouth. his name out of their mouth, yeah. and he was in Michigan. Yep. Good again. Good for him. Yep. I'm going to because that's what you need to go for. I'm going to turn you right into a Trump voter in no time. Right. Yeah, I want to go that, that far. That's my goal. All right. So Mark Polonkars this week tweets out. Mega extremists, I love this, I love this when it starts with that, because, oh, here we go, are going to shut down the federal government, hurting many. Guess who is also proudly MAGA? My opponent, and she is not apologizing for it. He puts her tweet in there, I am a MAGA American, and I'm not apologizing for it. My response, I certainly hope she's a MAGA American. That's a compliment to her, and she's got my vote. Because, Ron, that... How dare someone, you know, look at the country as a priority? Low T, Mark. If if that, how Mark, many foreign invaders have you taken in again, Mark? Uh, yeah, that, that answer is zero. If Mark, if that's your campaign slogan that you're not a MAGA voter, then great on me. But, but Mike, we I'm got a for. new Buffalo Bills stadium because of right. him. Right. The Bills aren't leaving. Go right. Bills. Right. That that's the mindset. How about the mindset should be let's grow the county, yep. let's grow the area, yep. not look back at hey what once was. We all know what it once was. We can do it again. But, oh, wait, that's right. We're dead last in the nation for business climate. Must be a coincidence. This is, by the way, the same stadium you mentioned, Ron, that is uh, already uh, over budget. By we, 300 million. And, and we've been, yeah. we've been, they haven't even fully dug the ground yet. Um, all right, way to go. Yeah, all right, all right, let's right talk on. about Trump. Trump. And hey, <laughs> as we teased earlier in the show, judges are useless attorney general. They don't care about enforcing laws, fighting crime. Hell, if you defend yourself against an invader in your house, you're probably going to be spending money to not go to jail. But they know how to appraise real estate, and not only real estate in New York, but also Florida. Yep. So this is a beauty. The uh, Letitia James in New York State, they, they, they appraised the Mar-a-Lago, or they valued the Mar-a-Lago property, which, by the way, just so everybody knows, is a 62,000-square-foot home on, what is it? Right on the beach, right, right on, on the ocean. It's, it's on the o- ocean and the intercoastal, okay? You Both sides. Um, it, it's numerous acres there. It's bigger than any property on that island, okay? So let me just point this out real quickly for you. Homes that are going for sale next door, down the street, that are one-tenth of the size, Ron, they're like 6,200 square feet, are going for anywhere between like 60 and 100 million. Yep. But the Mar-a-Lago estate, that's 62,000 square feet, a full property from intercoastal to ocean, is going for... 18 million. 18 million. 18 million. Okay. So, go ahead. So I, I laugh about this because the left is all like, oh, look at Trump. You know, of course, he's a, he's, a, he's a traitor. Okay. So then, then the argument was, well, Trump tried to value the home on his taxes at $26 million. And I said, correct. That's how you try and pay less tax. If they allow it and you do these. Look, everybody tries to pay as little tax as they can. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're fraudulent, right? You can't be fraudulent. But 
you, you, you try and write things off for your business. You try and do that. That's what people do. And as Trump said in 2016, when he campaigned against Hillary Clinton, your donors all do the same thing. They do. So stop coming at me about it. And the best thing he said, other people will overstate the value of their investments. For what Don does, did, does, whatever you want to use. Same with Hillary's donors. Same with a lot of people. Same with Hillary, probably. Yeah, same with Hillary. Because how many people do you know that leave the White White House, quote unquote, broke, but yet have how many millions of dollars? How much is their property in Long Island worth again? Ron, Hunter Biden selling portraits that he's painting yeah. for fifty thousand dollars right now. He's not Michelangelo. No, like I mean, what well, are we how talking much, about here? How Michelle Obama got seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to speak for an hour about diversity? Right. This smells like money laundering to me. Right. But diversity. This is where again. There's no to me, and I'm not, I'm not defending Don. But when a thousand other people have done it before and subsequently since, and a thousand's being an understatement right there in terms of that number, you know what? Pick your battles. Can I also bring up one thing sure. too? Um, the loans that he took out that they're speaking about of overvaluing his properties and his businesses and all these things, the loans that he took out. He actually paid him off. Oh my <laughs> so, god. So what a jerk. So he paid the loans off, right? And they're still coming after him for lying about things as he paid all these loans off. And by the way, for anybody out there who's applied for a mortgage or a business loan or whatever type of loan, car loan, they want your arms and legs to take out money, right? Mm-hmm. If Donald Trump didn't have the ability to take out these loans, he wouldn't have gotten the loans. I hate to break it to you out there, right? Yeah. I, I my wife and I applied for a mortgage run. I know you have car loans, you have mortgage. It's it's not like, oh hey, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Give me two hundred thousand. That's not how it works. Nope. They want bank statements. They want especially with business loans, ability revenues, to pay expenses, all those things. That happens. If the bank didn't want to give the loan or Donald Trump was was losing on all these loans, Ron, mm-hmm. this would be a story. It's yeah. not. He paid them off. He he did everything he needed to do. Get, like, are we really doing... Again, the border's wide open. We have crime that's at record numbers. Overdoses that are at record numbers. It's a distraction. Numbers. It's all like, it is. Like, come on. I mean, come it's on with this. all stuff. it is. It's a distraction as they take more money from you, from me, from the listeners out there today. As they keep, you know, the next grift, the green grift, the Ukraine grift, the the COVID grift. Again, all the money that was sucked. And again, out of our pocketbooks and all the trillions they printed up three years ago for what? Wait, what is that? For what? Oh, 1400 bucks. Yep. Wow. By the way, not to not to burst your bubble around, but the same day that came out, as I mentioned earlier today, Joe Biden's house was listed as a beneficiary for a payment from China. Now, why would that be? You must you must ask. <laughs> Last thing on that, I want to say before we wrap up today, I'm so sick too of this. Like, well, Joe Biden doesn't know what his son's doing. Okay, if I was the president, I, well, let me put it this way, Ron, I own a company. Yeah. If my son is involved in my company, you bet your bottom I'm going to know what my son's involved in. Because if my company goes down, my life goes down, right? Mm-hmm. This idea that like Joe Biden doesn't know what Hunter Biden's doing or like, well, you know, he's just a father. <laughs> Bull. Bull. Yeah. That is total baloney. Okay. 
th- th- that is such a bad excuse, mm-hmm. and the left need to stop playing that excuse because, especially too, Joe, you did know your son was a a, a cokehead and, and a sleazeball. You knew that. It's not. It's not like it's like ooh, only Republicans do that. The whole country knew it for yep. many years, right? And you let it go. Any final thoughts? Father of the year right there. Father of the year and grandfather of the year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. If you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't forget about our two upcoming events, Estate Planning with Charlie Spraza, Anthony Zeffler, and Stam Law Firm. I only almost said star. Stam Law Firm, 515 and 630 on October 11th here at our office. We had to add a session due to high demand, so get online, financialguys.com slash events, and register for those. And Ready, Set, Retire here at the Financial Guys office in collaboration with EG Tax on November 11th at 9.30. Thank you to our callers today. Thank you to Stefan Mihailu uh, for talking to us about Team Vivek. Ron, I-, I think that's it for today. I think we got to cut it there. I-, I don't have much more to say. I'm kind of tired. I'm so sick of these conversations. Oh, we got a lot more we could thing. say, but we, didn't, we, don't, we don't have four hours. I, I think I'm just not so that I'm aware sick of. and tired yeah. of talking about why we need to make America great and not open our borders and let criminals run through Apple stores. I don't know how hard it is, but we can't figure it out. Uh, download our app, folks. Don't forget about our podcast, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And our morning show, 8.15 to 8.30, a 15-minute morning brief, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Folks, we'll be back next Saturday. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.